Hey, Dr. D. Hey, Dr. S. I am excited because this is a special podcast. This is like a once in a lifetime opportunity for all of our listeners today. <laughs> yeah, so this podcast um, is something that we will primarily only do for the subscribers um, on Patreon, but we just wanted to give everybody kind of a teaser of like, the special podcast that we'll offer. So this one was a special one that we did for Black History Month. Um, and it's called Thankless Job. And we're going to roll it right after this intro and right after we uh, recognize our sponsors. So stay tuned. Hope y'all enjoy it. Bye. So let's talk about professorial work, academia, being a thankless job. Mm. And it's specifically because we're black. You know, I can only speak about it being a thankless job as a black woman. Mm. Um, I love, I love, don't get me wrong, I love academia. But I find that over these last sheesh, eight, seven and a half years, that every year it gets less and less thankful and, and it's kind of confusing but pretty much what I mean is like you know there there is no there is no recognition or love you know from anyone like you can't count tenure because you bust your butt for that mm -hmm. you know you can't count raises because you grinded for that mm -hmm. it's there is no you know time where you didn't work hard for the recognition that you got and even sometimes you worked hard for the recognition and you don't get it you know it, mm -hmm. there's a lot of thank thanklessness in that process and, and it bothers me you know sometimes it makes me sad to realize that you know not that not that I do it for the likes because I have a mission but right the fact that there's no nobody gives you your flowers while you're here. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. And I think, um, you know, when you think about just being an assistant professor, um, like you were talking about, you do a lot of work, but you might not get any recognition for it just because you're an assistant professor. It's mm -hmm. almost like mm -hmm. um, when you think about other professions where you come in as an intern, you do all the work, but the mm -hmm. executives get right. get the um, the praise. Right, um, like you're going to get coffee and, and donut runs. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what it feels like sometimes, although you've earned this whole higher, highest of the high degree. Mm -hmm. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think like it makes me go back to like, you know, that book presumed incompetent. And I think mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like we don't get thanks because in some people's mind is like, that's what you're supposed to do, mm -hmm. you know, or it's like mm -hmm. it's this expectation mm -hmm. or they have these um, expectations or these high requirements that they want us to do. And if you don't do it or you didn't do it the way they wanted it, then, you know, you don't deserve the thanks and you know, that that happens a lot where because you're black like people forget the fact that you're human mm -hmm. and that you know you sometimes you still need motivation to keep going like if you're not getting that reassurance or that motivation that this is what you're supposed to be doing this is how you're supposed to be doing it I appreciate 
you know, you doing it. Yeah, yeah, because those are necessary, mm -hmm. right? Because sometimes you have those moments where you're like, you know what, I, I don't know if what I'm doing is making an impact. I don't know if it's mm -hmm. making a point. And then maybe out the blue, you get this random email, but it comes so few and far right. between. Um, right. And I wonder sometimes, too, if if because everybody's just in their own space thinking about what they're doing and what they should be getting, that they don't think about it. I don't, I mean, I can see that. I, I can kind of see that. But my thing is like, and I don't know if it's a generational thing or, you know, any of that. But my thing is like, I always, I always recognize what somebody else has poured into me. Mm -hmm. You know, I can recognize that Dr. <clears throat> K. Payne mentored me and gave me everything she had before she left. You know, I can mm -hmm. recognize that, excuse me, my mentors, Zena Burton and, and Lori Shanderson, gave me everything that they had and they make sure as other black women that they lead this black women on and i mm -hmm. i recognize them and give them things at all times like right. so i don't know like if i can totally subscribe to that idea because mm -hmm. I, I i i do it and i see other people do it you know it's yeah. like it's almost like you just said like right when you're ready to give up you'll get like one mm -hmm. one person will say something that like makes you realize you're still doing it for the cause that you were doing it for but they are so few and far between it's like you know mm -hmm. plenty of times i leave class and i'm like did i really teach them anything did i yeah was i did yeah. i say something i i do agree with that and i think especially when we with with the movement the movement that's supposed to be happening within the culture mm -hmm. right um put um showing a sister love right um giving her her praises helping the other queen when her crown is tilted mm -hmm. um and sometimes i'm not necessarily sure if that's just a social media mm. front or if mm. people actually are truly doing those things and i think when you talk about generation um, I definitely know that I was always raised to, um, to thank and to, anytime somebody just did something that was impactful in my life, mm -hmm. I always made it a point to let them know that. Right. Um, cause, cause I think people need to hear those things. I think you said, you just said something that's like, so that makes me think about something. So this, this statement is probably going to be controversial. And most people ain't gonna like it, but oh well, because we know we know how I do. I rock boats. I'm a boat rocker. But that part about you know the 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 movement and what the movement is supposed to be like the crown, you know, setting my crown up, tilting my chin up when my head is down, all of that stuff. That's problematic in our profession as a whole. Like mm -hmm. you know, right now we do a lot of focusing on this 92 versus 8 percent thing, but we don't really talk about the dissension and the division within that 4% of black SLPs. Like, it's very rare and few, few and far between where all the black SLPs come together. Sometimes I feel like there is division and there is islands and silos and cliques and, and movements where we can't get ahead and in, in, in asking the white part of the SLP profession to change and adapt and recognize us when we're not even recognizing each other or ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, that part right there always crosses my mind too when I think about like you know everybody could be great but it doesn't always seem like everybody could be great 
It's mm-hmm. always like they got they can only be six stars in the sky. Mm-hmm. And if there's more than six stars and there's a problem type of thing. <clears throat> yeah, and that, that, that affects the thing. That affects the things. Like it makes you exhausted. It makes me exhausted sometimes to like, you know, get up every day and grind like you grind for these parts of educating um students and future clinicians to be better than you. Mm-hmm. Or as good as you, if that's you know all you got to give, and I'm giving you everything. Like mm-hmm. that process is everything. I'm giving you everything for the minimal support. You know, like right. everything that's in my brain, in my mind, the amount of time it takes to develop one lecture, mm-hmm. and and for you to for for people to never recognize that, or even to thank you, even if it's not public, or it's, to just recognize where you came from, to reach back and say, you know, this is where. Oh, I appreciated this. Or I learned mm-hmm. this from so-and-so. And this did such and such to my life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that 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 always is a is a little itch. It's a bother for me. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. You got deep on that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what that also made me think about... Um, there was an event we went to um, on the campus, and I don't remember if it was a lady talking about her tenure process. I think it was it was a tenure process, mm-hmm. and she talked about um, she had done all this work and had worked with someone, and then mm-hmm. when she got up to a certain point, that person had actually taken her work. Mm, and I remember was that. using it as her own. I remember that. Um, and she was sitting in the audience or something, right? And yeah. I remember yeah. that. And, you know, and that's something that I think we tried to also kind of uh, portray in the article we just wrote about mm-hmm. Black Acomeditions and sitting at the back of the bus is, like, this, this is not an easy thing to do, mm-hmm. right? And then especially when you or starting something in a new lane or um, you put all your um, blood, sweat, and tears because when you talk about it, it makes you want to cry, right? And then to know that people will just take your words and use them as their own Mm -hmm. but not give you the credit for all of the hard work that you've done um, is very disheartening. Right. It's very disheartening and it's discouraging. Right. Um, <clears throat> so. And, you know, we talk about, we talk a lot about culture vultures and, you know, cultural misappropriation. But we don't talk about intellectual property and, you know, intellect vultures and, and those type of things. And I think what you said is, is, is accurate. Like, there's this part of the process where I think you know, people's ideas that you you getting a paycheck is your things. Mm-hmm. But without realizing that that paycheck, you know, it, it doesn't transcend the Monday through Sunday. It doesn't right. transcend the 8 a.m. to 12 a.m. It mm-hmm. doesn't transcend the weekends when you grading papers and you giving feedback, when you helping people do interviews and mm-hmm. you're giving them information that you don't have to give. Like and you hold extra sessions. Exactly. <laughs> Holding extra sessions, that part. Like, it doesn't transcend those things. And so it's like, you know, this is, 
those things are invaluable and those things are priceless that I, 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 I gave that to you and I poured that into you at the detriment of myself. And so, mm-hmm. you know, to see your stuff in that sense of like tying it back to that situation with the lady and, you know, I've, I've experienced it. I'm sure you've experienced it too, but like to see your stuff being used or misconstrued or modified just slightly. So hopefully nobody notices that it's yours. Mm-hmm. It's hurtful and it's disrespectful and it's frustrated because you grinded and you busted your butt for that. And it takes two seconds to cite that person. Mm-hmm. And I... The part that I go back to is the fact that I see it a lot more with black academicians as far as not being cited than mm-hmm. I do with other cultures. Like, mm-hmm. we are quick to say, you know, you should cite so-and-so when such-and-such is the person who did that, you should cite them. But when it comes to us, it's always like, where's your citation? But nobody ever cites us or recognizes us mm-hmm. for the inventions we created. And black people have mm-hmm. been creating inventions for years and have not been getting our honors mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. And it continues in academia. Right. Exactly. And you know, the thing is, is, uh, you know how I will say, oh, you know, you know, you don't really do it for the things. But people go into teaching careers because they want to help people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they want to see people flourish and grow. And so you want to know if that's mm-hmm. happening it's a difference right <laughs> you right. want to know if it's happening because people don't most people don't go into teaching especially in academia at the mm-hmm. university level just to get a check no man i think that <laughs> no there are people who have been in for a while mm-hmm. and didn't get any of that and eventually it becomes let me just collect this check Right. Um, but 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 you don't go into it like that at right. all. You're like excited. You're like, oh yes, I'm gonna do this new thing, and I really think the class went great. And then you find out, hmm, I don't know what anybody thought about it. Right. You don't know. And then <laughs> when you do get the thoughts, they're all negative. Like you know, the evaluations most time. There's always one or two where it's like you didn't do such and such, and I expected so. You know, and that it continues to like chip away at you like it makes me think about like so when k Payne retired in 2000 and what was that 16 or 17 i think it was 17 2017 and i look back on all of her work that she had done in the field mm-hmm. but also specifically she funded over 40 something students to get a full ride two-year mm-hmm. degree in master's on a grant that every year she rewrote to make sure over $2.5 million came into that department to fund students getting their masters up mm-hmm. until the end when she retired, mm-hmm. she had the grant. Mm-hmm. She retired and nobody on that grant did anything for her as a whole to say, thank you for paying for my education. Yeah. Thank you for the debt free. Thank you for the skills you put like that bothered me. And, and mm-hmm. she's so humble that, you know, she's not going to say anything, but because she did it because she wanted to do it and she loved it. But right. at some point, granted, I don't do it for the things, but the things go a long way and they mm-hmm. do help. It's like saying flowers don't grow for water, right. but the water keep them growing. Like, right. Right. you know, it's That's like, true. come on, that, that, that really like that hurt me to my heart that I was like, dang, ain't nobody, nobody not going 
plan mm-hmm. nothing, reach out and say nothing, pop up at the university and give her flowers. Like, give her her flowers while she's still here. Like, right. so many of y'all would not be where y'all are without her. Like, even me, she paid for part of my PhD on that grant. Mm-hmm. Like, most of us would not be where we are without her. Mm-hmm. But nobody opens their mouth and says thank you. It's so, it's so selfish to me that that happens so much with black academicians where we're not recognized or, or revered you know and some and not everybody because i see you know i see it in bosley where their professors there's professors that their students they give them love like mm-hmm. hard love but mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not always consistent yeah and it and i also i, I also think that well actually i, I don't know uh, because it's been some instances where that has happened mm-hmm. um it mm-hmm. has come but then there's another set a group that comes through and there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing and i don't know um right it's kind of hard to to figure it out i mean if we're even supposed to figure it out i don't think so i think it's just something that you know it had it doesn't have to be figured out but i feel like it needed to be said because mm-hmm. We continue like it's just okay, mm-hmm. especially in the space of like people forgetting that you're human, you know, people forgetting mm-hmm. that you experience trauma too, people forgetting that life happens to you too. It's like mm-hmm. because you are a professor, you're just a professor in this glass box that has no blemishes, no nothing happening, and this is your job, and, and nothing mm-hmm. else can affect that. You can't have a bad day. You can't, yeah. you cannot have a yeah, bad day yeah. as a professor, as a black professor, let me say, as a black woman professor, let me say that. You can't have a bad day. You can't have a day where you're just not in the mood. Mm-hmm. You can't respond back to a student like they responded to you with disrespect. Like, mm-hmm. none of those things can happen because you're in this glass box and you're perfect. That's this idea. It's like, I feel like the things don't come because it's this belief, like, we're perfect and things don't happen to us. Mm-hmm. That's true. Wow. Yes, a lot to it's a a lot to think about, a lot to consider. Um, it was something else you said that brought something else to my mind, and I'm trying to remember <laughs> which thing it was. But um, I think going back to that the the citation part. Mm. Um, and one of the reasons that that really bothers me the most, um, because it's it's within, it's in and outside of the community, right? Mm-hmm. And if we if we don't do it for each other, then all that great valuable information just stays in this small little space, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I was in a meeting. I'm the only black woman professor in this meeting mm-hmm. and we're talking about diversity and inclusion and um and how to um increase like awareness of um of uh different people from different cultures who do research mm-hmm. and one of the comments was well there i i just don't really know 
of anyone who does work in culture. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, are you, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, what? You don't know. And this is a neuro group. So I'm mm-hmm. like, Joan Payne. Um, there's a chart. Well, they know Charles Ellis. I'm mm-hmm. like, there's all these different people. And you're saying you don't know anyone right. who does this. And especially when we think about uh, Dr. Joan Payne, she initiated cultural diversity in adult neurogenics. Right. But if 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 other people and the people that come behind us are not putting, you know, giving those those thanks and saying saying mm-hmm. our names or their names, then that right. information stays within our culture. But the point of us doing it is for it to be spread beyond. Right, right. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. Absolutely, because I, you know what, that made me think about like one of the large boards that that you know governs licensure and certificates, doing a review of like who should speak at the conference, and it was it's the cultural diversity committee. The surprising part about it is that everybody that was recommended, nobody was black in that that pocket. You know, mm-hmm. there was like one or two Latinx or Hispanic descent. Uh, researchers or presenters, Asian, Indian, uh, literally Indian, Asian Indian, um, but not African American, African American or Black. There was no recommendations or suggestions of mm-hmm. individuals that were Black that could present on this topic of culture diversity, mm-hmm. present on this topic of doing research in the culture. Mm-hmm. But so that also says this other thing where, you know, we talk about there being a shortage in the field of PhDs, which there are, but there's a, a larger shortage in the field of black PhDs. And that shortage is wider because if we think about it, all of the black PhDs that we know are retiring mm-hmm. or have retired. Mm-hmm. And that right there is another concern because then it says for us, well, who's going to take their place? Mm-hmm. And when are they going to take their place? And how do we get to that space where... We are able to fill these shoes because all of them are retiring or all of them are already retired. Like, that's true. That's true. Those numbers are small and they're getting smaller. Getting smaller. We we can't recruit and educate black PhDs fast enough. And and the thing is that most of them don't want to come. One, because they expect to be funded. Two, because they've heard that it's thankless and it's hard, you know. So mm-hmm. it's all of the all of these other parts that um, that are glorified that takes away from the fact that we can't continue to maintain cultural diversity in the field and and maintain educating other Black students if we don't have Black students coming in. Cause soon mm-hmm. we're gonna be retiring, like mm-hmm. sooner than later, mm-hmm. we will be next to retire. <laughs> unfortunately, but fortunately, so. You know, that part, that part also with, you know, you saying the thankless is that that part, that factor of nobody recognizes us or black voices when they're recommending for uh, presentations at large conferences Mm -hmm. and and trainers to come to these different SIG groups and and conferences and things to speak that are doing major things. And is it some of it is Mm -hmm. just research. If you just did a little bit more research. Mm -hmm. Because Google works for everybody. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> you will find these people. But I think that we've got, the field has gotten very comfortable in just going to who they normally know. Yep. That's what I was just about to say. Because mm-hmm. um, even when there are recommendations, it's 
kind of whoever's in your circle, um, in your network, and then you just don't stray outside of that. Mm-hmm. And th- and that can it's be problematic silo. as well. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a silo again. That island, like that, really functioning on an island. We are an island within an island, and you have your your pockets of islands and your little. Mm-hmm. They're not family islands. Yeah. They're not. They totally like Gilligan's <laughs> Island. Like it's not a neighbor island at all. At all. It's Gilligan's. Like every time you you watch Gilligan's Island, you was like. Now, why is it so hard for y'all to get off this island? Like, common sense, the plane flew, mm-hmm. easy to connect them, but just could yeah. not be saved. They like, always blocked each other. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That part. <laughs> the block. The block. And that, that adds to the, the thankless part of it. Like, going back to our article by saying sitting in the back of the bus. It's like, even if you refuse to move, you know, I shouldn't have to work this hard to to claim my space like I shouldn't have to consistently prove myself to claim mm-hmm. my space my mm-hmm. space not a space my space the space that was created for me the space that was ordained for me it is mine but it's like you got to fight to prove yourself just to get the things in it let, let let me caveat it by saying I don't mean the literal things like thank you I mean you know the proverbial the thanks of it can come in many ways, like you saying, citation, mm-hmm. recognition, you know, extra support. And I, I see that. I see that in the field. Mm-hmm. I don't see it in academia. Like, there's a lot of things. And I appreciate all the things that I get from, you know, uh, people, followers and people who just reach out to me on Instagram and will thank me. And I appreciate that. Like, that, that motivates me. That keeps me moving. It helps me, you know, know that somebody cares enough about these kids and what I care enough about to want to be a part of that movement. But in academia, is like, dog, <laughs> son, like, what's good? Yeah. You know, I wonder, do you think that that one of the factors is related to the type of research and work that we do like focusing specifically on um, black people or black mm. language mm. because like do you think it would be different in terms of like uh, people reaching out if your work was just specifically um, looking at language impairments and you know whatever other areas mm-hmm. and that wasn't the specific focus or if my work was just TBI but not looking at cultural mm-hmm. appropriateness and relevance uh, that's a good question I mean a part of it yes because I can remember in the very beginning 2014-15 when I was like this is what I'm getting ready to do and it was like you know this extra knockdown from people in academia that was like that nobody cares about that. Don't nobody want to hear about that. We, you know, people always we work on that already, and nobody's worried about youth and juvenile justice systems, and you know, and it was that that part of it was a yes. That I think part of it is what I do, but also I see that in grants. You know, as soon as it's specified that you're talking about a certain race, sometimes in grants, you know, my mentors have said like sometimes it's what you specifically said you're mm-hmm. getting ready to address mm-hmm. that caused them to decide no they didn't want to fund that mm-hmm. so I think it is that but the problem is I'm too 
I'm too in it. And it's, it's so much a part of me that I refuse to change. So it's just like, I'm going to have to eat that because mm -hmm. I'm not going to change up and I'm not going to, you know, dumb it down, not dumb it down, but like dim it or, or change the focus just to appease you. Like yeah. it's going to get out there either way. But I think that it, that is a part of, I think that is a part of it. Like, you know, cause you see people doing TBI, they get funding. Mm-hmm. But mm -hmm. most TBI, most work in your field is like older, it's aphasia, it's dysphagia, you know, it's not really, I've never really seen yeah. much on athletes in TBI Yeah. as a focus. Um, I, I also know of an older uh, person in academia who's not black, mm -hmm. but had work on older African-American adults and had struggled with getting mm. published um and it was re i mean really really good work but had to step way outside to my black people way outside of speech pathology and that's usually what happens mm -hmm. it's usually what happens you get your thing i get my thanks outside of the field of slp mm -hmm. like every every time not every time but most of the time when i'm recognized appreciated cited requested it's outside of SLP mm -hmm. and not from the, not from the, you know, the school systems, the SLPs and things that I have spoken for. Like I appreciate them immensely. I mean like from the large entities related to like academia and license, like all of that. Yeah. That's wild. So she, she wasn't getting funded because she was researching. Mm -hmm. Hard to get published. Um, uh, but if she talks about other cultural groups, she get funded. <laughs> Um, she can get um, wow. published. Wow. Publications were, wow. were the issue. Um, and I think sometimes it is that it appears as though we're pointing blame at people. Like this is, and, and sometimes I am, because we, mm -hmm. as a profession, we need to recognize the harm we have also caused. So sometimes I am, but I think that when we talk about biases and assessments and you know, um, African-Americans or, or black people and the disparities that they have experienced that larger or higher up entities feel like some way you trying to say is their fault. And mm -hmm. they, they don't, they're not okay with that. And it's like, how dare you? How dare you make that assumption? Mm -hmm. And so they kick back. When sometimes it's not even about you. Like, you got to get over yourself. <laughs> and maybe maybe going back to thankless, that's what I need to be telling myself is get over yourself. Why do you think, <laughs> why do you think you need to <laughs> You need to be thanked by, by by students and professors and colleagues. Like, why? Who do you think you are? Like, maybe that's mm -hmm. the, maybe I answered my own question, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, you know, I think, I think that it's the, the passion, you know? Um, and then I guess, well, you know what? I guess kind of, I might be contradicting myself too. Cause if the passion is strong, then maybe the rest doesn't, <laughs> doesn't really matter. Right. Um, this might be a conversation we could have in circles all day. Right. Because, I mean, at some point, you know, I do say, and I'm and I, I'm not hypocritical on that. I do say I don't do it for, I don't do it for y'all. Mm -hmm. I do it because I want to. Like, I absolutely mm -hmm. do it. When there was nobody mm -hmm. following and recognizing what I was doing, I was doing it. If there's nobody following and recognizing what I'm doing tomorrow, I would still be doing it. Mm -hmm. So, it's not, it is not to say that my doing it is contingent Mm -hmm. on your thanks 
but it's just that your things confirms. Mm-hmm. It's a confirmation. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a support. It's just an honor. Mm-hmm. It's an honor sometimes to like like don't maybe this is better to say. Like don't take away my right to be honored and respected for what I have done for you. Like, you know, sometimes is you really like you were saying, you question if you learned anything or, you know, did this make a difference in your in your Mm-hmm. outcome as an SLP did this make a difference in what and you don't know like mm-hmm. if I don't know I don't know like I need sometimes mm-hmm. I need to know like is it something I need to shift is it <laughs> it's kind of like when you get back the eval and it was just neutral all the way down because they didn't want to <laughs> they didn't want to do it anyway exactly. you're like what does this mean no <laughs> what do I need to do <laughs> right like I don't think people realize those evaluations they matter. They they may not always matter mm-hmm. at the top, but they matter to some of us. Like I care to see what is being said. And mm-hmm. I, I make changes related to what is said. You know. Mm-hmm. I also keep things based on what is said. And I you know, the last couple of days I have gotten like emails of thanks from students, past students, alumni, and I appreciate that so much. Like, especially in the in the moments when I'm in a rut and mm-hmm. then I got, got an email and that email like lifted my spirits and was like it reminded me why I do academia Mm -hmm. like that was it was like in that moment they knew I needed that and it came Mm -hmm. right on time and it was like all right all right you got me cool I'll stay but yeah I feel you on that like I (laughs) and I posted the email I got Mm -hmm. um from the young lady's mother Mm -hmm. um that would just warm my heart so much. And then I actually met her mm-hmm. um, and and chatted with her in their email afterwards. With, and, I, and it, I mean, it did kind of make my head a little swole because they said <laughs> that they weren't, at, they hadn't been that excited since they had watched um, Michelle Obama's Becoming. Okay. And I was like, that's cool. But it was it was just nice because yeah. it was like, oh wow, like somebody that I don't even know just saw right. my profile and was like, wow, she does this, that's great. Mm-hmm. But you know, you don't you know, I guess you know, it's kind of like um families, right? You know how like moms always feel like they're like mm-hmm. so <laughs> they're never job. they're never appreciated. So but much. even moms get mother's day. They do. We did. Even moms get Mother's Day. So, um, but it's an obligation in a sense. It ain't because you want. They, sometimes it ain't like because my, that day is Mother's Day, you're going to get something. But what you know about what? the other days? I'm not totally against the obligation. It's just the level of what's going to come. Makes mm. it. If it's, if, it's just, every year. if it's just good morning, happy Mother's Day, it's very different from, you know what? I wanted to let you know how mm-hmm. I appreciate you. So right. I, you know, made a handmade card. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's a thought that counts. It really is. Mm-hmm. You know, because that, if we be 100, and I don't think everybody is always 100 with it, academia is hard. It is hard as shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just gonna keep it all the way real. It is. It can be hard as I all get out. Mentally, physically, yeah. spiritually, emotionally. It can drain you. It could make you or break you. It is not sunshine and roses mm-hmm. all the time. The requirements are way more than 40 hours. <laughs> way more. Right, right, right. 
they're probably it's probably double mm-hmm. two full time full time jobs. And then keep in mind <laughs> the fact that you also have you know you you academia and you still do clinical work. Mm-hmm. Like you academia, you still have a private part. You academia, we still doing webinars. You academia, you still training people with the CBIS. Like you doing five forty hour jobs. Like this ain't it ain't no cakewalk. It ain't light work. It burns both ends of the stick. I mean, you think getting a PhD is difficult, but just maintaining and staying relevant in academia mm-hmm. is the. Difficultness because it is an interview every day until you get associate professor. Mm-hmm. It is an interview every day. It is an interview every two years. Mm-hmm. Like nothing is guaranteed. Just because you got the PhD and got the academic job doesn't mean that you're gonna keep it if you don't get that tenure. And that getting to tenure is a struggle. And so, like I said, those things, that little drop of water to keep you growing, mm-hmm. is sometimes helpful. It is beneficial. It is. Reminding you why you on this path, busting your butt, getting knocked left and right, struggling to stay above water when you can't swim. Mm-hmm. Th- that little bit of water, that think, is a necessity. Yeah. Yes, it is. That and that's the um, reason that I wanted to do um, my tributes this month on my mm-hmm. Instagram page mm-hmm. because. <clears throat> There are these fantastic black researchers Mm -hmm. um, that you don't always hear a lot about, and you should. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially, like, the generational differences now, because a lot of them have retired. Some are still working, but um, you just don't don't always know. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And they made an impact, a significant impact in me developing into the researcher and professor that I am. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I wanted to be able to say, hey, this is somebody you should know. This is what they brought to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I hope that, you know, you'll look them up, Mm -hmm. (laughs) learn some more about them, which is going to open your eyes more to some of this, a lot of this cultural diversity stuff that we're mm-hmm. talking about now. Um, yeah. So there's there's a lot of trailblazers. Oh yeah. That. That that right there, trailblazers. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I remember when I did that board. Remember I did the board in the department. It was the trailblazer board. They oh had, yeah. Like, Linda Bland Stewart, who was a part of creating the Dell, mm-hmm. and Wilhelmina Wright Harp, and like it had all of these major tra- trailblazers just for. You know, our department for Howard, but like like you're saying that that's important. I also think that outside of our profession, it's important to know other dope black academia, uh, academic individuals. Which is why, like you know, I talk about my two mentors, Chris Emden and Ivory Tosin. Like those is dope black professors that mm-hmm. like they don't apologize for being black. They don't apologize for their presentation of being black and. And the the fact how they weave culture and the success of black children and especially black men for Ivory Tosin into their research, their training, their literature, like we need to see that. We need to see that because, Mm -hmm. you know, even though their fields are predominantly, you know, white fields, Chris Emden is in the STEM, Ivory Tosin is educational psych, 
you know, they still are revered and recognized and honored and respected for that. But the cat, you know what? The other catch is that, again, when we talk about thankless for black academic women, it may be because they <laughs> black academic men because they're mm-hmm. still men mm-hmm. and they do get a different recognition. Mm-hmm. For some reason, the men professors get a whole lot more love, <laughs> whole lot more love than yeah. the women. The they women. have a different experience they in do. academia. Now, I'm not saying they don't have any right. struggles, but they have a different experience. They do. I mean, <laughs> as a black woman professor, I have felt like, you know, I walk in a room and people expect me to be their mother, their aunt, their big sister, they hear their issues, they, their sounding board. It's like you're supposed to have this level of empathy and, and time to just listen to, you know, all of the, the things that they're going through because... There's that that belief and focus on you. Like, as a black woman, this is what I expect from you. I expect that embracing, that culture, mm-hmm. that love, like, all the time. And not that I don't want to give it, but I think this. I think that the expectation of how people want to be, want to experience education doesn't always align to how the professor, the woman, black woman professor, presents herself in the space. So like, it's like I have to change my demeanor, my layup, my focus, my everything, because you don't expect me as a black woman professor to present that way. You don't expect me to communicate that way. You don't expect me to hold you to this high expectation. You don't expect me to grade tough. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, how, whoa whoa mm-hmm. you're, she's a lot to take but like this is me this is this is me this is how i present i shouldn't have to shift and change for that purpose like mm-hmm. those things i remember somebody had told me one time like if you want to get tenure you know just play ball be nice to them until you get tenure and then you could be yourself and i was just like well that makes no sense because <laughs> then i'm gonna look <laughs> then i'm gonna shift up and be like now <laughs> Now y'all need yeah. to, like, that was a no. I need you to know who I am from day one. Like, so maybe that's why it seems like people change when they get tenure yeah. is because they haven't been who they are Absolutely. the whole time. That's exactly what it is. You know, when people are like, oh, she changed because she got tenure. No, she didn't change. She just went back to being herself because somebody has probably told them, like they told me, just play ball until you just need to play nice. Mm-hmm. Play nice until you get tenure. And then once you get tenure, then you can, you know, grade how you want to grade. And, and I was like, no, that that's a setup. Listen, mm-hmm. don't pull the wool over my eyes. My grandfather used to say, don't pee on me and tell me it's raining. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that. Like, you're going to get <laughs> who I am. You're going to get all of this. <laughs> you're going to get this Shamika. Or you get no Shamika. I was just like, nah, I can't do that. Like, play ball. Mm-hmm. But they wasn't telling... My white colleagues that. They wasn't telling my white colleagues. That's because they already knew that. Possibly. They they already, because they had already received all of the mentoring and the heads ups and all Mm -hmm. those kind of things. And there's also the other factor of you probably, because you had more melanin, Mm -hmm. um, that you automatically came off as. You gotta be. She's probably aggressive. I was curious. To say uh, that. She probably has an attitude. <laughs> yes, and that's the real reason is because black women are automatically perceived as attitudinal, mm-hmm. defensive, rude, disrespectful. 
And it, it would be that, you know, mm-hmm. it would really be that. Like I would sit in my review that very first year, sit in my review and I, and I said, well, how would you suggest I change that? And it was like, whoa, you don't have to be defensive about it. Mm-hmm. Like what? I asked you a question. How do you, but it's yeah. in my dialect. It's in my tone. It's in the fact. What? It doesn't even matter your temperament because, um, I know, I know that. I can be very soft spoken. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really raise my voice a lot and things like that. But when I was working at a PWI, um, well, actually, was it a PWI? I think. But um, if I if I didn't agree mm. with everyone else, mm. um, I was given that label. You was a troublemaker. Yeah. And even mm-hmm. if I was still like, well, I don't know if that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was still like, you know, I was just this, I was just a black woman with an attitude. Right. And it was like, always on the course, trouble. What? <laughs> right. Me? <laughs> exactly. And that's the part. You're like, who? Take it. First of all, <laughs> I talk with my hands like this all the time. Mm-hmm. I talk in this tone to everybody all the time. But let me ask you a question because it was a question I asked you I'm defensive and mm-hmm. I'm rude disrespectful I'm it, it really is that it is it's that play ball and be nice because you're gonna come off that way mm-hmm. too and it, that that was at that was at a PWI so you know I know I haven't heard that working at an HBCU or any HBCUs but the mm-hmm. few H the few PWIs that I worked at and I've probably been to three or four now um that that was a it would one it was direct directly said and the other ones it was like read between the lines kind of saying that Mm -hmm. you know it was like well maybe if you dress more like a professor Mm -hmm. they were like whoa so Mm -hmm. i can't i can't rock my swag i can't (laughs) i can't come in here with my heels on and my outfits i can't wear fashion over Mm -hmm. the pause (laughs) the proper fashion over not the crop tops and the tight dresses but (laughs) Like, so I'm not allowed to do none of that. Pretty much you saying dress old and dress not fashionable so that students yeah. can look at you differently. And maybe mm-hmm. they will thank you more for what you do for them. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Or on pass. the other side is, I really like Elena because she just is so calm and so sweet and she doesn't get all upset Mm. those are true words that have been spoken about me in front of me oh wow so it was a message to me right to stay like that don't stay complacent don't change who you are Mm -hmm. and then as soon as i didn't agree (laughs) things (laughs) with that part so that's the other thing to say Mm -hmm. is like keeping in mind that when you say things like oh she's so quiet and she doesn't argue or oh she's so articulate those are not thank yous Mm -mm. that is low-key disrespect Mm -hmm. you might as well have said no disrespect because i know you get ready to disrespect me because that's disrespectful (laughs) like don't those things Mm -hmm. are not thank yous like Mm -hmm. i don't know why people think that that's a compliment like Mm -hmm. don't compliment me that way that Mm -hmm. is not a compliment to me right for you to say i am articulate or we're so proud of her accomplishments that she did she came through so much no, 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 no. Because do you tell other people of other colors that mm-hmm. they are so articulate? Like, no. I've never heard it said about anybody else. But every time it's a black person, you got to preface it with the fact that they're so articulate. What does that even mean? <laughs> like, what does that mean? 
<laughs> it it means that you you sound like you might speak standard American English. We know that's English. a lie. If they heard me talk, <laughs> that's a whole lie. I just uh, that's not a thank you. It is not a thank you to say you're so quiet and you mm -hmm. keep the peace. Mm -hmm. It's not a thank you. Mm -hmm. So I, to just summate to wrap this up, <laughs> I can go on for hours. You know, just. Whoever your black, this is perfect for Black History Month, whoever your black professors are or, you know, even your professors of Latinx or Hispanic descent, your, your professors that you know have busted their butts and grinded in academia to give you what you got to graduate and be who you are. Take a, take a moment and thank them. Give them their flowers in any way that comes. An email, a phone call, mm -hmm. a Starbucks gift card, whatever it is. Thank them this month. But thank them not only this month, but every month. But definitely, you know, pour water on us so we can continue to grow like we pour on you so that you can grow. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Use that, that, that method for uh, when you talk to your clients when you <laughs> even if you're gonna give them um some of that um uh, things that to work on or challenges you still need the constructive right? right you need to know you need to know both things right right <laughs> and that's that holla happy sunday <laughs>